Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, the crypto space. The only space that keeps kicking you while you're down. And we're still down. Solana blames a DDoS attack for its downtime last week. And we have another hack in the crypto space. That's today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. The headlines are very interesting today. I'm actually very excited to start getting into the news of the day. So let's get into those crypto prices and then coin of the day and then the news. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 10.40 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin down 3% in 24 at $42,730. So as we said yesterday, the reason for all of this craziness in the markets, we're talking about not just the crypto space, but the S&P 500, the Dow, the NASDAQ, the Hang Seng, the, you know, there's all over the world. Craziness is because of Evergrande, this real estate developer in China that has a debt of $300 billion. And the thing that's really insane about this is that it looks as though they're going to default on the interest payments that are coming up. One was supposed to be made yesterday, one's supposed to be made on the 23rd, and one's supposed to be made on the 29th, all adding up to over $100 million. Now remember, they have $300 billion in debt. $300 billion in debt. And who do they owe that money to? They owe it to everybody. From people who own their properties to their employees, they have debts coming out their ears. They're literally trying to pay off people for the debt that they owe with the houses or the apartments or the properties that they're building. It's kind of like printing money. And they're selling their EV branch to Xiaomi. They're trying to sell a 65% stake in their EV company, electric vehicle company, to Xiaomi. The company is valued at $12 billion. And they're just like, give us something. We need something. We need money. They are in panic mode trying to raise funds so they don't default on these debts and these interest payments. And so we heard this story before, and everybody's like, yeah, let's just not have another 2008. And so they're taking their money out of everything, it looks like. Ethereum, $3,012, down 1.8%. Cardano's in the number three spot at $2.14, even from yesterday. Tether's in the number four spot, and Binance Coin's in the number five at $367, down 1.2%. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, which took another dip, is down 3.6%. USDC, Polkadot, and Dogecoin, which is also even from yesterday. Total market cap, we're at $1.9 trillion, a BTC dominance of 42.3%, and an F dominance of 186 and I want to direct you to Twitter handle 100 trillion USD. That's 100 trillion USD. His name is Plan B, and he has his stock to flow models published on his Twitter. He talks about it pretty much daily of what he expects the Bitcoin price to be. And he's been pretty much spot on ever since he started doing this. And he said for September, actually, he called it for August. He said $47,000 in August. He said $43,000 in September. It's the 21st. He's 
could be pretty spot on unless we just shoot up out of nowhere. He could be hitting this nail on the head. Is that it? Head on the nail? Nail on the head? Anyway, long story short, he's been spot on. But what does he predict for the rest of the year? He says $63,000 Bitcoin in October. He says $98,000 Bitcoin in November. And he says $135,000 in December. Now, that's his worst case scenarios. His best case scenarios is 288 in December. So are they going to play out? Are we going to have 43K at the end of September? Are we going to have 63,000 at the end of October? Remember, $63,000 is only 31% up from today. I mean, only. That's like unheard of in the stock market. But here, it's super possible. Anyway, now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our coin of the day is Bucks Token. Now, I just want to be totally transparent with you. I told you that I put in 1 to 1,000 in a random number generator. And it comes up with the number. And I correlate the number that it comes up with with the rank of the token on CoinMarketCap. And voila, there it is. Today's rank is number 841. Actually, it jumped up a couple ranks. It's now at 838. But it was 841 when I started. And I am also secretly wishing for higher numbers when I do this. So I'm always like, oh, come on, number 72 or number 78, not 841. However, it's important that we know all of these tokens. Anyway, the coin of today is Bucks token, B-U-X. The ticker is B-U-X. And today's price is 25.3 cents, down 2.5%. Total market cap is $14.7 million. Fully diluted is 19.3, which means there's 76% of total coins in circulation. Volume is a little over 38,000, which is down 75% in 24 hours. They're having some issues, apparently. Um, don't know why it's that low and don't know why it drops so dramatically. But when you only have $38,000 in volume, you just somebody just, you know, one day putting some coins through it, like $10,000, $20,000, and then not doing it the next day, totally tanked your volume. So what is Buck's token? Bucks token is a Binance Smart Chain powered BEP20 utility token that can be used on the Bucks crypto platform to trade with zero commission and access premium features. Bucks is Europe's largest neo broker and has been making it easy and affordable for Europeans to do more with their money since 2014. Basically, looking at their website, it is a way for you to put euro into this app and buy cryptocurrency. I am not sure though if you have to buy the Bucks token first and then buy crypto. Or you can buy crypto with your euros directly. But what I can see is you can do like a SEPA transfer. You can use MasterCard and Visa. And you can load it into this app, buy cryptocurrency. Apparently they say zero commissions, zero fees. And there you go. It on-ramps for you. And is available in 25 European countries. It's headquartered in Amsterdam. And, well, there you have it. That is Bucks Token. Not much to say about this besides it's a just a wallet provider platform buy crypto with euro and you either buy the bucks token which i don't know the operations of this i looked at the website it wasn't really clear but you can either go from euro to bucks token bucks token to the crypto that you want or you can go from euro to bitcoin or ethereum or litecoin or whatever directly not too sure but it could be an option for somebody in one of those 25 european countries bucks token number 841 Moving into today's headlines. 
Solana blames a denial of service attack for last week's downtime. As we all know, Solana was hit by a serious roadblock last week when its blockchain went offline for more than 17 hours starting on September 14th. Today, the foundation said it was a denial of service attack. The network was overwhelmed by a flood of incoming transactions, which the foundation has pegged at like 400,000 transactions per second. The flood started with the launch of the initial decentralized exchange offering, or an IDO. An IDO is a type of token launch that takes place on a DEX rather than an ICO, or initial coin offering, which takes place on a centralized exchange. In this case, that IDO was for Grape Protocol. So, you're probably wondering what a DDoS attack is. I'm going to tell you that there's three different types of DDoS attacks. The first one, which is the case here, is a volumetric attack. This is a classic type of DDoS attack. These attacks employ methods to generate massive volumes of traffic to completely saturate the bandwidth, creating a traffic jam that makes it impossible for legitimate traffic to flow in or out of the targeted site. Basically, um, you have a set amount of bandwidth, no matter what you have. If you have a website on whatever, Wix, if there's a lot of people trying to visit your website, your website will crash. The legitimate people will not be able to access your website because, well, everybody's trying to access it or all these bots or this attack, this volumetric attack, is trying to access it all at once. So your website is effectively down. There's protocol attacks. Now, protocol attacks are designed to eat up the processing capacity of the network infrastructure resources like servers, firewalls, and load balancers by targeting layer 3 and layer 4 protocol communications with malicious connection requests. And then there's application attacks. And application attacks are some of the most sophisticated DDoS attacks. Those exploit weaknesses in this layer 7 application layer. By opening connections and initializing processes and transaction requests that consume a finite resource like disk space or available memory. So those, those are pretty self-explanatory, but those are the different kind of DDoS attacks. And this is a denial of service attack. And basically what happened with Solana was a volumetric denial of service attack. At least that's what it sounds like to me. It might be a little more technical because it's not a website. It's a blockchain. Um, but eh, there's your DDoS attack types. We have a hack. We have a hack. We can't just go a week without a hack. V Finance, which is built on the Avalanche platform, it said that it was exploited for 8,804 F, or $26 million in F, and 213 Bitcoin, around $9 million and then it suspended services. It launched on September 14th, just uh, a week ago. The platform boasted that the total value of locked assets surpassed $300 million. Well, today it's a little bit less, well, $35 million less to be exact. Avalanche, well, they wanna know what exploit everybody's using because this isn't their first attack. This is their second one. Their first one was on September 12th for Zabu Finance. Their exploit got them $3.2 million. So you know what any responsible company would do? They'll tweet at the hackers and say, hey, dear Mrs. XO, blah, 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 insert public key here. This is V Finance team. We're willing to launch a bounty program for the bug you identified and <laughs> took $35 million. Would you need a bounty program? How about you just keep the money and you tell us what happened? I'm not going to. Why, why is every company, instead of having proper protocols in place and proper ways to secure these funds and make sure that there's a backup plan if something was hacked to reimburse all the stakeholders involved why are they just reaching out to the hackers these days going haha you got us now give us the money back can you tell us how you did that and then we'll give you maybe a little money and not press charges or they can just disappear with 35 million dollars because we already don't know who they are and they have 35 million dollars 
I, I kind of think this is like totally backwards, by the way. And I, I'm sorry, I, I went off a little tangent here from the news because I, I just hate these protocols and these these DeFi projects that doesn't have built in an insurance policy to make sure that if there are hacks, people get compensated. We have seen it over and over and over and over and over. You get where I'm going with this. And now instead of just doing the, the hard work, putting money aside, they're going, dear Mr. and Mrs. Hacker, haha, you got me. Now give back the money and we'll pay you a little bit to tell us how you did that. <laughs> totally messed up. The mysterious creator of Big Clout. Name was Diamond Hands. Well, everybody assumed it was one person, Nader Al Naji, who was a Google engineer known for creating Basis, a stablecoin project that raised $130 million in 2018 and then pulled the plug a couple months later because of regulatory concerns. Well, he was, you know, Diamond Hands, and then everybody was like, it must be this Nader guy. And he came out and he said, hey, it's actually me, ta da. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, we kind of knew it was you, but thanks for making Big Cloud. Well, he's doing something else. He's making a decentralized. This is like the golden, holy, holy grail of social media, decentralized social media called DSO, short for decentralized social media. Well, he raised $200 million for this. And this is from big heavy hitters, Sequoia, Andreessen Horowitz, Coinbase Ventures, Winklevoss Capital, Pantera Capital, and Polychain Capital. I mean, these are the names of the names when it comes to Silicon Valley and crypto investors. So high hopes we have high hopes we have 200 million dollars i hope that that's enough money to start a decentralized social media network i bet it is but can you do it good does people want to use it is it addictive <laughs> as as facebook now let's just be honest here to create a, a social media platform it has to be more than a social media platform it has to draw you in has to keep you in and you know what they've mastered addicting you to the scroll the click the like the pop-ups the the jitters the the vibrations the uh, ads the, the the locking you in a certain i don't know ideological framework and ecosystem they have mastered it the facebook's the twitter's actually mostly the facebook's so how is a decentralized social media platform going to compete with that and how are they going to make it fast enough and and engaging enough and i am I'm, I'm really waiting for somebody to crack this not it's been tried before minds.com for one he was actually on joe rogan talking about how decentralized social media and you can go on there and set up an account nobody uses it because everybody's on the addicting platforms the tiktoks the twitters the facebook's the instagrams i'm really curious to see how they're going to crack that nut keep their morality make it decentralized and have a good usable product that everybody wants to use without well they're probably gonna have to make you addicted this is a very interesting headline or a very interesting bit of news today. A poll which was created by Redfield and Wilton Strategies found that between 28% and 37% of voters from Arizona and both Texas and Wisconsin would vote yes to a ballot that would make cryptocurrency legal. The poll was conducted from August 20th to August 22nd in California. 9,700 eligible voters, by the way, and from the 20th to the 24th in nine other states, including Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. And really quick, I just want to point out the pros and cons of this. The pros, a third of the people in those states, these swing voter states they're calling them, would vote yes for crypto. However, on the surface, this sounds pretty bullish, 
But remember, there's two-thirds of voters that might have a total opposite way of looking at crypto. So I guess somebody could look at this and go, well, crypto has a platform. We can go out there and say crypto, 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 and we're going to put crypto on the ballot. But you never know what the other two-thirds think of crypto. They might think it's total frauds, total Ponzi schemes, total pyramid, and it could really hurt you. So as bullish as it sounds, what we still need to get is past the 50%. And now I'm not being fuddish here. I'm being realistic. It sounds better than it actually is when you have two-thirds of the vote that we don't know how they feel or if they're maybe indifferent, which is different than being against crypto. And so I would like to know what the other two-thirds think before I would go, hey, this is pretty cool. One-third doesn't get legislation passed unless the other two-thirds, they don't vote. By the way, your local elections are coming up, city councils and so and so forth. Make sure you're registered and go out and vote in your town. Binance is going to end its futures, its options, and leverage token products to Australian crypto traders in December, the exchange said today. Effective from September 24th, Binance existing Australian users will have 90 days to reduce and close their positions for derivative products. So if you're an Oz or an Aussie, listening to the show, 90 days, they will lock you out. Trust me, I'm American. I've been locked out of Binance.com. And finally, just when you thought we were peak NFT, we get more peak NFT. Burger King. <laughs> it's actually just funny just going into it like that because Burger King, it's like, what? What are they doing? But Burger King, yes, Burger King, the king of burgers, has announced the launch of his new non-fungible token campaign in collaboration with NFT marketplace Suite. As part of the Burger King Real Meals NFT initiative, QR codes will appear on nearly 6 million meal boxes, unlocking digital collectibles. The NFT is part of the Burger King's Keep It Real campaign, which has done partnerships with celebrities like Nelly, which, yes, the Nelly from when I was a kid, the guy with the eye patch. I think he had, no, did he have an eye patch? No, he had the band-aid under his eye or on his eye or on his face. Or is that left eye? I, I don't really know what Nelly was anymore because it was so long ago, but is he a celebrity anymore? I'm not too sure. Anita, which is apparently somebody from Brazil, and Little Huddy. Little Huddy. I don't know who Little Huddy is. This is how you know you're getting old. Nelly's the only one that resonates with me, and I don't even think he's a celebrity anymore. But anyway, Burger King has announced NFTs. Again, I think my sass has carried over from yesterday. I'm actually kind of excited about this because these will include prizes ranging from 3D Burger King digital collectibles, Whopper sandwiches for a year, autographed goods, or even once-in-a-lifetime call with one of the campaign celebrities. I am probably going to stop at Burger King and get some of these meals to see if I can't scan QR codes to get NFTs because I honestly think this is, this is pretty cool. I didn't know Burger King was going to be the next peak of NFTs and who's going to outdo Burger King now? Wendy's, Taco Bell, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Ball is in your court. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment. Also, I was on a bipartisan panel for uh, crypto Twitter and I'm sorry, in crypto Twitter Spaces the other day. Link is in the show notes. My section starts around one hour and three minutes, so you can listen to that if you like. Anyway, until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>